I am sitting in lovely Siesta Key, Florida. I'm coming from Bangkok in Thailand. Prague in the Czech Republic. Cairo in Egypt. Auckland, New Zealand. London, England. Welcome to Career View Mirror, the automotive podcast that goes behind the scenes with key players in the industry, looking back over their careers so far, sharing insights to help you with your own journey. I'm your host, Andy Follows. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. And thank you for your feedback about our three side mirror episodes on the topic of fulfilling performance. That's much appreciated. In those episodes, I share that my mission and the mission of my business, Aquali, is to enable fulfilling performance. And I talk about what that means and where it comes from. I also briefly pointed out that for me, embarking on that mission required me to step away from the corporate career path that I'd been on for over 25 years. Given that we're currently experiencing what's being called the great resignation, I wanted to share some of my experiences resigning from really good jobs and eventually walking away from a corporate salary and benefits altogether. Before I do that, a disclaimer, this is not advice of any kind or a recommendation to act in any way. I'm going to share some of my experiences. That's all. Please think very carefully about decisions you might make and get advice from people you trust. End of disclaimer. Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. When I look back at the last 10 years and connect the dots, my journey appears deceptively simple. I was navigating a successful corporate career. It was rewarding in lots of ways. The more I learned about myself, the clearer I became about what I wanted. To get that meant I had to resign from my corporate job. So I resigned and started a business that would enable me to do what I wanted. And I know that's a deceptively simple description because I have the benefit of being able to refer to my diary or journal that I've kept on and off since 1983 and most regularly over the last 15 years. It reveals that the reality behind that storyline is somewhat less straightforward. I picked up a volume just now to help me write this. Wednesday, 24th of August, 2016. I'm going to resign in about three weeks time. Dot, dot, dot. Thursday, 25th of August, 2016. I'm not going to resign. Not yet. Anyway. Friday, 26th of August, 2016. I'm going to resign. That was my day-to-day reality, which gets conveniently lost when I join the dots backwards. It's like when you zoom in on a typeface and see those smooth lines are actually jagged. In each of those diary entries, I went on to explain the thinking behind my position, in case you got the impression that my diary entries are a bit short. At that time, I was wrestling with making the decision to leave Tesla, which would turn out to be the final stage in the process of walking away from my corporate career. The process had started years before, though. It's impossible to pinpoint my very first thought about stepping away from salaried employment, Seeds were almost definitely sown in childhood when I witnessed my father run his own businesses. Even though that didn't end well, he always said he didn't have any regrets. One moment that does stick in my mind during this process happened in 2014 in Melbourne. The Asia Pacific regional CEOs were all together for a meeting. There was a dinner and 
BMW dealers and Alfira dealers were invited. One of our team, a CEO from one of the Asian markets whose home market was Australia, gave a speech. It was a retirement speech. This was a hugely significant moment for him, as I'm sure it would be for most of us. It occurred to me that from this point on, with his departure from the business, his life would change completely. And yet for the rest of us, life would go on. The gap left by our colleague and friend would be filled and we'd all move on, largely unaffected, other than missing his company at our gatherings. And I thought, if I do nothing one day in 14 years time, that'll be me. I'll have served a 32 year career with BMW. I'll make a speech. I'll walk away. And any space I filled will close up behind me. And whilst a 32-year career with BMW can be a wonderful and precious and fulfilling achievement, I was aware that when I'd accepted my first job within the group as a corporate sales manager for Rover Cars, I'd never considered it to be a 32-year commitment that I was signing up for. The thought that followed was simple, obvious, and at the same time, deeply confronting. It went something like, if you don't want to still be here doing the retirement speech thing in 14 years, you're going to have to leave. Since then, I've come to the conclusion that achieving new things, taking bold new steps is less about reaching out and grasping something new and more about letting go of something familiar and safe. In their book, Managing Transitions, William and Sue Bridges explain that transitions actually start with an ending and end with a beginning. First, we have to deal with the ending before we can embrace the beginning. And boy, was my situation at BMW familiar and safe. Let's just say I fitted in well, was well thought of, well looked after, and on a great trajectory. Realising that I had to leave came as a blow. To take some of the pressure away from myself, I decided that I'd simply wait and next time an external opportunity arose, I'd pay it a bit more attention than previously. Wait, you might be thinking, I thought you wanted to set up your own business and create a role in which you could spend as much time as possible playing to your strengths, doing what you loved and feeling fulfilled. And you'd be right. Ultimately, that is how I envisaged my future. I wanted to live my life deliberately, intentionally and on purpose, but I couldn't do it in one big leap. First, I had to leave BMW, where I'd spent the last 18 years and I needed help to do that. One evening in 2014, I was at home in New Zealand when the phone rang. It was a friend and former colleague. He said, George is developing financial services in Europe and Asia Pacific for Tesla. Would you be interested in setting up a captive in the UK for them? The George he was referring to was George or Georg Bauer, the former global head of BMW Financial Services, who had himself retired at 60 with far too much energy and passion for the industry to go to waste and agreed to help Elon and Tesla. George was a known quantity to me and a great leader. The thought of working with him was appealing. The opportunity gave me what I needed to write a letter of resignation to quite simply the best boss I'd ever had and walk away from an incredibly comfortable situation, which included considerable opportunity for continued career progression. Side note, I'm currently really enjoying reading The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I haven't finished it yet, but one of the themes seems to be regret. How painful and destructive regret can be, 
but also that its destructive power comes from false premises and the assumption that if we'd done something that we regret not doing, life would have turned out better than it has, that we'd have had all the positives that we currently enjoy, plus additional positives from having done whatever it is that we regret not having done. I recommend you give it a go, see if you like it, make sure you get as far as the library. It's a very thought-provoking read. So the argument that finally clinched it for me and enabled me to walk away was based on how much regret would I feel looking back age 60, wondering what might have been if I took no action and let my career path continue on its prevailing trajectory. I figured that the only way to avoid that regret or the regret from not taking action would be to take action. I remember reading about a lone climber who got trapped under a rock and had to cut his own arm off with a pocket knife to get free. Maybe I'm being overdramatic, but when I think about leaving my situation at BMW after 18 years, that's the analogy that comes to mind. By severing not my arm, but by severing the umbilical cord between me and BMW 14 years before my planned retirement date, I would instantly remove the risk of one day regretting not taking action. Genius, isn't it? I used my own aversion to risk on myself to help me take the riskiest decision of my career. Genius or bonkers, not sure which. As I said, I couldn't do it in one leap. I needed something to help me resign from BMW. I told myself that my role at Tesla would be my last corporate job. Sometimes I reframed it as the first assignment, albeit a full-time one, of my new career or career 3.0, as I was calling it then. I determined that I'd spend two to four years in that role. I was excited to join the company. I was inspired by Elon Musk's visionary leadership. I love and respect George. I was impressed by the Tesla Model S and attracted to the idea of operating in an environment where innovation at a blistering pace was the norm. I'll save the details for another time, but when the time came to leave Tesla, as my diary entries suggest, it was still a hard choice, but it was one that I found by then I could make without having another full-time job to go to. Nevertheless, when I did leave Tesla, there was something in the pipeline. And somewhat ironically, it was an opportunity to work as a consultant and facilitator for BMW that helped me make the decision to leave Tesla when I did. Why am I sharing this story? Identifying my purpose and becoming very intentional about how I want to live my life and the work I want to do has been a demanding and fulfilling practice. And I use that word practice deliberately. I consider myself to be a work in progress and I'm practicing every day. Sometimes I admit to people that for about 10 years now, I've been running an experiment with me as the lab rat to see whether it's possible to live and perhaps more significantly work in the way I idealistically envisaged. I spent three short episodes recently explaining the conceptual journey that I went on to clarify my purpose. I thought I at least ought to spend some time balancing that with the practical and logistical aspects of then putting that purpose front and centre in my working life and making the transition to a purpose-driven career happen. I didn't want to just give you the looking backwards, joined up dots version. I wanted to give you the zoomed in, jagged edged and altogether messier reality. I added a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. None of this is advice or a recommendation. It's a story about part of my career journey. 
When I'm coaching clients on the career topic, we always begin with how they might live their purpose within their current situation by making small changes. There's usually a reason we're in the positions we're in. Maybe some people are totally passive and end up places by default, but I doubt that's you. For most of us, we make decisions consciously or otherwise that will take us towards pleasure and away from pain. And in the career context, that leads us in the direction of the kind of work we're good at and have an above average level of interest in. When making career choices, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as we say in the UK. The idea that switching companies or leaving the corporate world will give us all we want and solve all of our existing problems can be enjoyable to fantasise about, but it's unrealistic. When we make a change like that, we have to let go of and walk away from a lot of stuff. Some of that stuff may be really valuable to us. I left BMW seven years ago, and it may be only a year since I stopped having incredibly vivid dreams of being back there working alongside my friends and former colleagues. I miss my wonderful colleagues enormously, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to remain connected and to continue to work with them. People are a huge part of what we leave behind, but we may also miss being part of a team knowing our way around, being known by others, being appreciated by others, no longer having to prove ourselves, our internal networks, our ability to get things done, being associated with an iconic and trusted brand, and the list goes on. So this is not a rallying cry to join the great resignation. If you're thinking of doing that, reach out to me and we can have a conversation. I spent years planning my move. I monitored exactly how much money we spent as a family, which interestingly turned out to be 50% more than I'd estimated in earlier versions of my business case for this career change. I was moving in a direction that leveraged my career experience. I wasn't, for example, leaving automotive finance to open a restaurant. I was confident that I had the right experience and skills to develop the business. And I had some first projects to get involved with for a client before I made that final step away from Tesla. My experiment continues, and as long as I can continue to get funding for it from the lovely customers we work with, I doubt it'll ever end. I hope you found this less sanitised transition story interesting and useful if you're thinking of making a change yourself. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to episode 63 of Careerview Mirror with me, Andy Follows. This episode follows on from our three side mirrors on fulfilling performance and explains some of the thinking behind the changes I had to make to get myself into a position from which I could focus on my mission to enable fulfilling performance through Aquiline. We publish these episodes to celebrate my guest careers, listen to their stories and learn from their experiences. On this occasion, when people are talking about the great resignation, I shared some of my own resignation stories. I hope that you found them interesting and that some points may have resonated with you. This episode of Careerview Mirror is brought to you by Aquiline. Aquiline's mission is to enable fulfilling performance in the auto finance and mobility industry. We use our proprietary fulfilling performance paradigm to help you identify what steps you need to take to enable fulfilling performance in your business. Contact me directly if you'd like to know more. My email is andy at aquiline.co.uk. And remember, folks, if you know people who would benefit from hearing these stories, please show them how to find us. Thanks for listening. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hardworking you are, you're never going to be able to do it on your own. It's just not possible. You know, at the end of the day, you're steering your own destiny. So if it's not happening for you, you're not seeing what you want out there, then go out there and connect. Don't rely on others. You, you have to do it yourself. You have to take control. 
if you've got an idea, if you've got a thought about something that might be successful, if you've got a passion to do something yourself, but you just haven't quite got there, do it. Take a risk, take a chance, stick your neck out. What's the worst that can happen? You fall down, okay, you pick yourself up and you try again. 